First of all, I want to thank God for saving my soul and for giving me an opportunity to come over and to see you and to be able to share what the Lord has given, put in my heart. I want first of all to thank the church and also for everyone that has continued to pray for us over in Kenya. We have had a very difficult time, but we have had a very faithful God that continued to take care of us even at uh, the time when things were so rough, we experienced God's love and we want to ask you to continue praying for us. Just for those that are new, uh, that have never heard me uh, talk, I'll just say uh, that uh, I'm a pastor of the church in Kenya called New Hope Missionary Baptist Church uh, in Mombasa. Uh, this church was started uh, in 2002, that's when it was organized and it was under the leadership of the, uh, the street led by the Paul Bryson to come over to Kenya. Uh, he came in 2002 uh, in August and he was able to speak to us and thank God that many people came to know the Lord and later they we had a time to uh, attend the church and uh, we have had uh, in 2003 this church was organized, this mission was organized into a church and uh, since then we have had uh, to go even back to Lake Victoria and we had uh, a mission started that is about 12 hours drive from Mombasa mission, missions also had gone on and was organized in 2010 and uh, we had uh, continued to do this mission through trying to reach out uh, the children and also the parents of those that come to our school and therefore we started a mission at uh, a school called New Hope Preparatory School which is one of our which is our school and we have seen the Lord save a lot of people in that school and we ask you to continue praying for that work over there because you have the children and the parents attending every Sunday uh, to hear the gospel preached and uh, most, some of them are not even uh, Christians, they are not even uh, believers, they have uh, come from uh, Muslim background, Islam background, and we thank God that they are able to hear the word of God, and through this work we have seen some students uh, come to know the Lord, and even others have been called to preach, and even as I'm here, one of them is the one that is preaching for me in the, uh, the mission over there called Kennedy Onyango. So please pray for that work. And I want to thank those that have stood with us to make sure that these children are fed and that the ministry of the school continues also to, uh, to, to do what we are doing over in, in Kenya. Uh, we did not only stop there, we went further uh, to do the mission at the border of Tanzania and Kenya. And we have a, 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 a mission going on there, which was started as a result of one of our members that got a job with the government and was posted to uh, to that area. And uh, they went around to going to different churches, uh, but they didn't find a, a sound church. So they uh, called the, the church and asked us to help them to start a, a mission over there. After much prayers, the church decided to uh, to involve and to do a mission work at that area along the Lake Victoria region. 
and we had a and we had a preaching and revivals for a long time we have been going there on almost four years but we thank god that uh, year 2020 uh, when the covid was so bad and people were put under lockdown uh, tanzania was not really very strict like kenya and therefore uh, i was able to leave and go to amogi and then had to go to uh, that area where we had to we did a revival and six of them gave a testimony that the Lord saved their soul. That was kind of a, a refreshment for me because we have been laboring and we've not, uh, we have not had opportunity to hear any of them even give a testimony and we are thinking that maybe it's not the Lord that is leading us to come to this place but when they gave their testimony we felt that the Lord was in, in what we are doing and we uh, baptized them uh, and now we have six members of the New Hope Mission of Baptist Church in Mombasa. And uh, fortunately enough, we had an opportunity to uh, buy for them a plot. And now we are building a foundation so that they can have a, a place where they can worship. So I pray and ask the church to continue to lift us in prayer. Remember uh, Brother Boycott, Brother Moses, and Brother Michael. Those are the preachers that are preaching in our missions and in our church our churches over there and they need your prayers, they need your encouragement and I want to thank you very much for also allowing your, some of your members to come over and mine again is to invite every member those who have vacation and would like to come over to Kenya please we are really waiting and always ready to welcome you over in Kenya there are two people that come to Kenya severally. Dr. Mike Collins comes to Kenya every year, and this year is going to come in June. Uh, and uh, if anybody is a doctor or a nurse or a teacher or whatever, or you have just uh, you have strength and you want to be involved in the Lord's mission, just call Dr. Collins, or you can talk to any of the brothers who have come over to Kenya. And We'll receive you over in Kenya so that you can help us do the mission over in Kenya. Uh, right now, Dr. Collins is going to go to Kenya and we are going to be meeting with him on, on the 20th. And please pray for us as we start a, a, a revival over at our church at Tramogi. Uh, we are I'm really very thankful for the opportunity and for you coming to be able to hear. And I want to ask you to pray for me, pray for our church, pray for our children uh, even at this particular time thank you very much for uh, that opportunity I want to, today to uh, read with us together the book of Acts uh, chapter 21 I'm going to read several verses uh, from verse 17 to 30 and it reads And, and when we were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went in with us and to James, and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified 
the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. And they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after customs. What is it therefore? The multitude must need come together, for they will hear that thou art come. Do therefore this that we say to thee, we, ha we have four men which have a vow on them, them take and purify thyself with them, and be at, at charges with them, that they may shave their heads, and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing but that thou thyself also walketh orderly and keepeth the law, as touching the Gentiles which, be, which believe we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols, and from blood, and from strangled, and from fornication. Then the, Paul took the men, and the next day purified himself, with them entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the day of purification, until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law. And this place and father brought Greeks unto, also into the temple, and polluted and hath polluted this holy place, for they had seen before with him in the city Trophimus, an Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the door was shut. And that is the reading of the word today. Today I want to ask to be focused, and uh, as I was reading this uh, section, I was not really, uh, I don't, 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 didn't follow so much what is going to happen tomorrow, but I want to talk about a hero. And I want to, I know that many of us know who a hero he is. I think a hero to me is one that uh, is a mentor, so one that you can look up to. Is one that you uh, you like his behavior. Is the one that has gone, uh, the one that uh, steps forward. The one that leads from uh, from uh, at least ahead. It does not lead from behind. And therefore, as we talk about this man of God, Paul, uh, I call in my if I were to give my topic this morning, I would want to talk about unwanted hero. 
I've always believed that if there was anyone that I would accord the word a hero from Jesus would be Paul. But here we find out that Paul is a man that was led by the Holy Spirit, saved by the grace of God. And, his, and he, in his service to the Lord, he met a lot of uh, objections. And this, to unfortunately, the objection that Paul met was not only from unbelievers. As you read from this verse, you'll realize that Paul, having known that there was problems that the people in Jerusalem were having famine and therefore he decided to go all over the churches that he had, he had begun through the grace of God and he was telling them that they were indebted to the Jews because through the Jews the word of God had come to them and therefore he told the churches to at least do some collection and uh, that he uh, and that the collection that they had done, he would take some few uh, trusted members to travel with them to Jerusalem so that he can be able to offer this sacri this uh, collection that he had to the Jews uh, church in Jerusalem. And this he did with a lot of uh, uh, he did with a lot of love. So as we talk today, I want to talk about Paul had been called to preach the gospel. But the call of God that Paul had, I want to say that is a call, that is a costly call. And sometimes when we talk about call, we know about two calls that God gives to us. First call is very important. It's a call to be saved. It's a call to be born again. It's a call to change from your life, old life to a new life. It's a call to be born by the water and by the spirit of God. It's a call to die to self and a call to have Christ as your Lord and Savior. And therefore, it's a very, very important call that you need to adhere to. That if you are here at this particular moment and you are still lost, know that the Lord is still calling. And this call is not, God, not only uh, a call that is so easy, but a call that needs to be responded to. And you need to respond to that call while you are still alive. You need to respond to that call while you still have a breath. You need to respond to that call while you can still sit. And because there are many that right now would like to hear the call, but they, they, are, they cannot hear. There are those that would like to come and listen to the word of God, but they cannot walk. So it's an opportunity that the Lord has given all of us. He says, appointed unto man once to die, after that there is judgment. And therefore, while you are still alive, you need to consider this call. Paul tells us about his costly call, the call to become a Christian. And the call also, a second call, is the call to become a, a preacher of the gospel. He puts a burden, a burden in your heart to share what he has done in your heart. And therefore, Paul also felt the burden to preach the gospel, not only to the Jewish people, but even to the Gentile, he felt that that was his appointed ministry. And therefore he did it with a lot of, with a lot of favor, with a lot of power and a lot of strength. And he was so, uh, it was so passionate about reaching out to the Gentile. 
But while uh, Paul's uh, call was so costly, I want to say that this call, the call was to follow the Lord to the cross. That's how Paul saw his call. His call was to follow the Lord to the cross. Call to die to himself. A call to do things that he did not like to do. But he voluntarily allowed himself to be used of, the, of God and he voluntarily went everywhere that the Lord led him to go. After he had been introduced to this church in Jerusalem and he went back and uh, he continued to uh, start missions all over in Gentile world. He went to Ephesians, he went to Philippine, and he went to different areas preaching the gospel and to the Corinthian people and to the Thessalonian people everywhere. There's nowhere that Paul did not go. But it, it really, uh, it pains me that while Paul was collecting and trying, having, uh, laboring to help the Jerusalem church, that when he decided, after he had done the collection, and took the, the Jew, uh, took the, the leaders and the, the, some helpers and some deacon with him to come to Jerusalem, the Bible reads, uh, when you read verse 16, 17, Luke says that, and when we were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. That they were received gladly. But, after that, the Bible says that, and the day following, Paul went into with in with us unto James and all the elders were present and when they salute they had saluted them he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. After he had they have been after they have been welcomed gladly then Paul by that time James was the leader at the Jerusalem church. The Bible says that he, after they have been saluted, Paul began to tell them about how prosperous and how God is working among Gentiles. How many people are coming to know the Lord and how many people are being saved. And not only was Paul giving a testimony, but even others had also gone and seen what Paul was doing. But here he was bringing a report to, his, to the church in Jerusalem. But he was told about something that was happening among the believers, among the people in the church, among the temple goers, that they were not, they were not really, even though they loved what Paul was doing, but there was something hidden in their heart that they ever heard about Paul doing. And this was the tradition of the Jews. That Paul was telling people not to follow the tradition of the Jews. And that he was refusing the children not to be circumcised. And therefore the Jews were feeling so bad, they were feeling so much offended, that instead of Paul preaching the gospel, Paul was in fact refusing and dismantling the Jews' tradition. And this, they didn't, they didn't feel well. And therefore, James told him forthwith that, oh, the Paul, it's good that you are preaching the gospel. But there is something going on in our heart. There's going something going on in our midst. And this you have to clear. 
And as we talk about this, we may accuse the church in, in we may accuse the temple or the church in Jerusalem. But unfortunately, it happens even among us that we look so much what is making us different. We are not looking, we are not really looking at things that makes us brings us together. The story and the preaching of Jesus, he says, a new commandment I give unto you. Love one another as I have loved you. That is the message that is not really going very well to the churches and to the people that looks for the difference. Look at what is separating us. What is, this, what is dividing us. We need to concentrate in the preaching and in the doctrine that Jesus preached. Paul says to the Corinthians, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, he says, When I came unto you, I did not want to know anything about you, but Christ crucified. That was his doctrine that, that people, if they were to be saved, they were, be, they were to be saved by the grace of God. And that grace of God was made perfect and was made and spread by, by the love of God that made Jesus Christ to come from heaven, to come to this world, to die for us because God wanted to manifest how much he loves us. James tells uh, uh, Paul that, oh, here is a problem. The people here have heard about what you preach. They, they, they are very zealous about the law and they have been informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, to forsake the law, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children. That is not what Paul preached. But Paul said that even if you are circumcised and you have not been saved by grace, your faith is non unfounded. He said that faith can only come, that salvation can only come by faith. And it's made possible by the grace of God. Which is God reaching us at Christ's expense. That Christ, if the law was very important, if the law, Paul said the law was a schoolmaster. The law was not meant to save. The law was meant to guide us to the Christ. Was meant to guide us to the grace. The law was meant to guide us to the faith. And that if we were to be saved, we have to focus our attention on Christ, the author and the perfecter of our faith. That God, through the preaching of his word, can, uh, can convict any individual. And when the faith, the faith begins to grow, and one can go down and begin to kneel and to pray from, and seek from the bottom of his heart, and God will save. And that you do not need to be a Jew for you to be saved. And the rest of the preachers and the rest of the church members in the, in, in the Jerusalem was feeling that for one to be saved, first of all, you have to be a Jew. Paul says, no, you don't need to be a Jew to become a, a, a believer. You just needed to be a Jew by faith. You needed to be a Jew by faith because God has provided faith and God has given us grace. And all of us can be saved by grace. He talked to them about Abraham. He said when God met Abraham, Abraham did, was a worshiper of idols, and God spoke to him. And Abraham did not. Uh, and when Abraham began to follow God, 
because he had faith. And because of the faith that Abraham had, that he followed God, Abraham was that was counted unto him as righteousness. It was not the, because Abraham was circumcised later in life after he obeyed God. And therefore he told them, for there anyone to be saved, he had to have faith in the work that Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. I want to say that the call of God, the call of Paul was a costly call with amazing grace. Paul was a preacher of grace. He wanted everywhere. He says, I pray that my new brother would be saved. That they will come out from the tradition of man. That they will come account less the, the, the customs of the Jews. That they will see Jesus Christ as the only solution, as the only answer, as the only hope that the law was there before, before Jesus came. But the law could not save us. But when you look unto Jesus Christ, we are able to feel the conviction and able to pour our hearts out to the Jesus Christ and we can feel the peace and the joy that comes forth when, we, when Christ forgives our sins and we begin to walk with him. He enlightens us and he gives us that hope. That was amazing grace. And they said one thing that the, the, the Jews uh, talked about that Paul was in fact not even an apostle. Because he did not walk with Christ. And Paul in chapter 22, uh, uh, he talks about what happened to him. He said you, you did not need to walk with Christ. But he says even me, myself, I have experienced and I have seen and I have had a personal conversation with the Lord Jesus Christ. He talked to them as, uh, uh, if you read the, this uh, chapter 22 where Paul begins was taken up even to the uh, uh, Sanhedrin which is a court for the Jews because he had this, they, they accused him of forsaking, uh, telling the Gentile to forsake Moses and even teach the children to not to circumcise and neither to walk after the customs Paul stood up and he gave his testimony. He told them about what God had done to him. He explained to them that he was, uh, if read chapter 20, 22, he, he talks about how uh, he says, I'm verily a man which am a Jew in, in Tarsus, a city of Cilicia, yet brought up in the city of the feet of Gamaliel. I thought according to the uh, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the Father, and was zealous towards God, and ye all these days. And I persecuted this way unto death, binding and delivering into the prison both men and women. And also the high priest doth bear me witness, and all the estates, the elders, from whom also I received letters unto the brethren. And he went to Damascus to bring which to bring them which were there bound and Jerusalem for them to be punished. He says, I was a zealous. I was one of the people that took the law as it is right. I followed the law. He says, I studied the law under Gamaliel. 
and I took it passionately. He, he said, I asked for the letters because the Christians had already deserted Jerusalem. They went hiding into Damascus and other areas. But it, I took it as my duty to go and bring the Christians from Damascus all over in, the, in that empire, to bring them back so that they could be, uh, they could be judged and brought under punishment because Paul believed that the Christians were not uh, did not, uh, were, uh, were, were supposed to, were, did not follow the law. And Paul says, I am the one that followed the law. But when the grace of God appeared to me, on my way to Damascus, something happened to me. He says, uh, uh, he, he talked about what happened to him. Uh, he said, and it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come near unto Damascus, about noon, suddenly there has shone from heaven a great light from about, about me. And I fell unto the ground. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Soul, soul, why persecuted me? He says, I had an experience. I heard the voice of this Jesus. I walked with him. I heard him. He spoke to me. I heard his voice. He called me and told me, Why? Do you persecute me? And I answered, Who art thou? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, thou whom thou persecuted. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid. And they heard not the voice of him that spoke to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus. And I shall be told thee of the things which are appointed for me to do. Paul was a preacher of grace. Everywhere he went, he preached this grace. And I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, if you are here and you are lost, you need to know that, the, that salvation can be assessed by grace of God. And it is activated when you have faith in the Lord. To believe in the work that Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. Paul told the people that his costly, he, he, he told us a wonderful experience. When God saves you, when you receive this call, God will give you an experience. And he will give you an experience to speak about. And it is a wonderful experience to know the Lord, the Lord of laws and King of kings. And to fill him in your heart. And when the Lord saves you, he gives you the courage. Paul was whom I call unwanted hero. A hero need to be need to be appreciated. Heroes need to be honored. Heroes need to be uh, celebrated. But yet Paul coming with the with the collection from from Ephesus from Ephesus. Ephesian church and from other churches. He brought all these things with the elders. One of them is the name I've just read uh, 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 here uh, was in the church to Ephesus. You see, the Jews looking, looking at the church after Paul had already given up and allowed himself to because his policy was I become all in order to win. Paul did not 
have a lot of discussion. But when they say that they had to follow some regulations, that there were few men that were still under oath, that they were not, they were supposed to go and, and shave their hair, so that Paul will be like in another way trying to disown, and that Paul also uh, cherishes the Jews' tradition. Paul went and stayed those days, and then he came to church later. When he comes to the church, he comes with this man to Ephemus and those members that had come to see the collection being given to the church. But here they see the Jews see him, but they say Paul has already uh, uh, made the church unclean because no Gentiles were allowed to enter into the temple. Remember in the Jews' temple there were places women and there was a, a, a court for the Gentiles. But here Paul came in with the, with the uh, Greeks uh, that had been saved by the grace of God. Paul feel them, see them as brothers. Paul see them as part or and parcel of the church. Paul sees them as, uh, as men that God has shown the way. And Paul welcomed them and they were seated there in the, in the church and ready to give out. And instead of the the church in Jerusalem, instead of members uh, uh, celebrating Paul, what did they do? They marched him out. They started to beat him. They called for help until a centurion that was outside came over and said, what is happening? Because there was a murmuring in the whole town. Paul was supposed to be a hero, but he wasn't a hero to the Jews. Paul was supposed to be somebody that could be honored by the church. But he was not honored by the church. Why? Because the church wanted to preach traditions and customs of the Jews. We are being called upon to hold firm to the doctrines of God, which is salvation, which is grace, which is faith, which is sanctification, that which is the, 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 the life of Christ, that Christ was born, and that Christ Christ died on the cross of Calvary. That Christ was buried. And for the third day he rose. And that is alive. And that Christ is coming again. That is the gospel of the church. The gospel of the church is not about the traditions of men. We need to make sure that we do. And need to follow. And be ready for this costly call. It might not be a good call. It might not be good for your friends. It may not be good for your neighbor a church, but it is what God is calling upon us to hold. Jesus says, lift. When I am lifted up, when people talk about me, when people, uh, when people appreciate me, and when they lift me up, then he says, I will bring all men unto myself. If that we can do that very simple thing of lifting Jesus Christ instead of backbiting instead of talking about what differentiates us from them, and just lift Jesus Christ up and let the world see how much he loves us. Jesus says, A new commandment divide unto thee, love one another as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? He loved us in such a way that he gave us himself and died on the cross of Calvary for those that were counted as enemies of God. Now we can assess the throne of God just by the grace of God that, God that Jesus has provided. When we approach, I want to say lastly, 
that this a costly uh, this uh, uh, this costly call is a call for all we all can receive we all can become recipient for the grace of God and we all can become lovers of God like we are talking in the Sunday school Theophilus, which means lovers of God. God loves us and he wants us to go and share it to the world. God has given us a doctrine of love. God has given us a doctrine of, 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 of resurrection. God has given us a powerful message and a powerful witness. He says, thou shalt receive. And when they receive the power from on high, and you shall be my witnesses, from Jerusalem to Judea to the uttermost part of the world. We have been called. And that call will not, it may not be very easy. It may not be affordable to those that speak something else. But we must continue. We must stand up for the message and for the doctrine that was given unto us by Christ. We must read the Bible and read it again. And stand by it, just like Paul stood by it. He was ready, and in fact, when he was arrested, and this is his way, this is the time that Paul found himself, even going to Jerusalem, he was going to, to Rome, and he was happy that at long last he was going to have an opportunity to then spread the gospel to the Romans. To us, when we are arrested for the gospel, we cry and we say a lot of things. But let Paul says, I'm ready to be crucified with Christ. says, I am crucified with Christ. That's what we have been called upon. To be crucified with Christ. To be ready to die with Christ. To follow Christ is to follow him to the cross. To give yourself, to die to yourself. To die to your self-centeredness, carnality. That he says, I, me, and myself. To say it is Christ crucified on the cross of Calvary. And may the Lord bless you as you stand firm. When you are not seen as a hero, Paul was not counted a hero. But today, the theologian says that apart from Christ, is the second hero. And today, may I tell you that my hero is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he loves me, he loves you, and does not want any one of us to perish. If there is any one of us that will perish today, go to hell, it's because of you who have refused. You have rejected. The Jews rejected Paul. They arrested him and took him to, to Rome, where he continued to preach the gospel. Today, I know you are saying, oh, what a, a difficult, what a, what a, what a, uh, uh, what amazing, how, what, how could they do that? But you see, even us today, if we refuse to receive its message, the message of hope, the message of hope that Christ saves, that you can come to him and seek for forgiveness, you can come to him and just by your faith pour yourself unto him and ask for forgiveness and he will save you. You are also dealing with Christ as, an, an, as a hero, an unwanted hero. Christ is our hero, because a hero of our faith. He wants all of us to go to heaven. Today, 
I want to ask you, brothers and sisters, let us turn just like Paul stood. The disciples stood and they were ready to die. Paul, Peter, and all those that you know as disciples, they stood firm. They gave themselves for the ministry that Jesus Christ put unto them. And if you are all disciples of Jesus Christ, then we must arm ourselves with the same idea. Because it's not going to be safe every day. It's going to be bloody. That's what other people... It's going to be bloody. But if you have Christ, if Christ in him is in you, him that is in us is, is powerful. Is greater than him that is in the world. We must stand up and preach Christ. Lift him everywhere, every day, for the world to see. Even when others feel that we are wrong, we must consistently and persistently speak what the Bible speaks. That's what Paul stood for. He says circumcision and the customs of the Jews and many others that we die for are not necessary. But first of all, we need to be saved by grace of God. May the Lord bless you. Thank you very much for listening.